the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, please be seated. Oh, they grumbled. Oh, man, they grumbled. They grumbled. The wrong people were showing up, and they grumbled. Some people wanted to come see Jesus, and they, they wanted to draw near to, to hear what he had to say, and, and the church people grumbled. What's with that? We wouldn't do that, would we? <laughs> you see, back in, in Jesus' day, the, the people you kept company with said a lot about your character. And the people that you would invite over to dinner were people who were of the appropriate status. And people who were the good church people wouldn't associate themselves with people who were outside of God's community. These were just simply the wrong people to invite to the party. And the tax collectors, and the sinners, and the choir directors, and the Episcopalians <laughs> were drawing near, right? Because they know goodness, right? They know goodness when they see it, and they know goodness when they want it, and they're going to come near, and others are going to say, this is not right. You're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. You are tax collectors and sinners. We are the Pharisees and the scribes. We're the people who have done the things you're supposed to do and we avoid the things you're not supposed to do. Once you have met the measure of acceptance, then draw near. But not yet. But Jesus welcomes all of them. Right? He's not putting up those conditions. He's welcoming in and they're going, this is not right. They grumble. They grumble. And so in response to that grumbling, he tells them something amazing. He tells them something amazing. <clears throat> First of all, he tells them about this, this shepherd. Which one of you? I mean, imagine this, right? These are Pharisees and scribes. These are people who, you know, they, they get their hands dirty. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep, well, just, I mean, come on, stop for a moment. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Which one of you? You have no sheep. Right? The right answer would have been none of us, Jesus, because none of us have sheep. We're Pharisees and scribes. We don't get our hands dirty. That's why they're not supposed to be here. Because they have dirty hands. Which one of you? The right answer is none of us. None of us. Which one of you having a hundred sheep, if one strayed, would not leave the 99 behind to go search out the one until you find it? And you go, that's outrageous. That's only a loss of one out of 99. You still have 99. That's not bad. If I go after the one, I might lose the 99. How is that an improvement? This makes no sense. I think that's what people are going, you're, you're nuts. This makes no sense. He associates with the wrong people. He knows nothing about sheep herding either. <laughs> Who is this guy? But that's quite the point, that it doesn't make sense. Not for our human standard. Not if you think about it in terms of economics. It does not make sense. It does not make sense. Nor does it make sense when he says, okay, and when you find the one that you've lost, you put it on your shoulders, and you carry it home, and then you call up all your neighbors. Hey, Jim Reynolds. Hey, Carolyn. Guess what? 
And Carolyn and Jim are going, he really is nuts. <laughs> I found my sheep. I'm having a party. Come on over. We're having lamb. <laughs> and it's a big party. Everyone's invited to that flock of a hundred. No more. We ate them all. And you know, this makes no sense except if you see it as the love of God. The love of God that's beyond anything we really understand. It's an outrageous love. It's a love that makes no sense. It's a love that is disproportionate to the situation. So overwhelming that God would leave everything else behind and come and search after the one that's lost. And when God finds the one that's lost, throws a big party. Throws a big party. Doesn't seem to make sense. Well, if that first story seemed to not make any sense, how about the second one? It's like this woman who had ten silver coins and lost one. And decided that that coin was so important, they had to move everything out of the house. Come on, honey, we have to move all the furniture out of the house, clean out all the cabinets, everything. Turn all the lights on, let's move everything out of the house. Oh, there it is, in the last place we looked. And we found it. And I found this one silver coin that might be worth a day's wage. <coughs> and I'm going to call up Susie Christensen. Hey, Susie, how are you doing today? Guess what? I found a penny. <laughs> Why don't you come to my house? Because I'm throwing a huge party. Invite all your neighbors over. And you know the, the nine coins that you have? You're going to spend all ten of them. Okay? I mean, that's, that's the celebration that happens here. All of it's gone. And that is the outrageous, unbelievable, abundant, irrational love of God for all of us. For all of us. Now, I know there's that, that wording in there that, that's been put in there by, by maybe, maybe Luke or somebody else that said this thing about rejoicing over repentance. What, what does sheep not do? What can a coin not do? They can't repent. Right? There's no repentance among a sheep or a coin. So, so maybe that's really not what the message is about. That, not that repentance is a bad thing. It's a, it's a good thing, right? But maybe that's not really the point of these parables. This is chapter 15 of Luke. In that chapter, he tells three parables about lostness and about the incredible love of God for all of us, in particular those who are lost. You hear two of them today, and there's another one we're going to skip over. You're not going to get it this year. But it's that story about the son who says, give me my wealth, and goes off and squanders it. Remember that one? Right? The prodigal? Right? That's the third one. And, and I ask you, if you look in any of those about the lost sheep, the lost coin, or even that son, try to find where there's any repentance in that. You won't find it. You won't find it. Because the real message here is just the love of God. The love of God for all people. See, it's kind of like this. There was a, a man who had a young son, about a four-year-old son. He and his wife had separated, and it was his weekend. Have his four-year-old with him. 
Well, he had plans. He had, he had things he had to do around, around the house you know, on the weekends, and, and that meant that they were going to take a trip to the Lowe's. One of those big stores with all that stuff in it. We're going to go to the hardware store. We're going to Lowe's. I'm going to take little Timmy with me to the store. It was a really busy weekend. Some big sale. The place was absolutely packed. And he walks in with his four-year-old son. And they told him before they got there, okay, Tim, we're going to go to the, to the hardware store. Dad's got some shopping he has to do, and, and I've got to get these supplies, and, and I want you to be on your best behavior. On your best behavior. And if you're able to behave, we'll go see that new Disney movie after we're done. You got it, buddy? Yeah, Dad. I'll be good. I won't whine or cry. I'll be good. And then we'll go see the Disney movie. That's it, son. But once they got in the store, after a little while in the store, oh, little Timmy started whining. Can we go? I want to go. Can, can we go now? Is it, is it time for the movie? Can, can, we, can we go? And... Kind of down, looks at Timmy, looks down at him, and goes, uh, Timmy, this is not this is not the deal. Remember, you said you'd be good. And and you know, right, if you're if you're good, we we and then he then he noticed that his, his son's crying. And and he goes, Oh, there's there's something more going on here. Oh, his shoe is untied. And so 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 dad goes goes down, you know, to his to his I mean it's a little four-year-old. He goes down there and he's he's kind of down low now. And and Timmy grabs onto him, like hold on, you know, as you're kind of tie that shoe and they're wobbling all over the place, and you're going, we should have bought Velcro instead. <laughs> and, he, and he's tying his shoe and and um, and as he's down there, he, he looks around and he goes, Oh, oh, I get it. See, down there where you're low, like a like a four-year-old, this is a different world down here. This is a world full of giants for him. In this huge store with these huge shelves and all this stuff around him that, that could fall on him. You know, back there, somebody ran a cart into the, into the end cap and dumped all these boxes all over the, all over the place, and it, it really scared him. And, and down here where he is, people have run into him with shopping carts because they can't see him. And they walk by with bags and lumber and all this other stuff, and my gosh, if you live down here where a four-year-old is, this is a scary place. He's been hit several times. He's whining and crying because he feels unsafe. He is lost in this place. And, and the dad being perceptive, you know, understands this and, and is gracious and, and compassionate and merciful and, and says, um, hey, bud, um, how about we do this shopping another day? And, and uh, really, Dad? Um, but we're not going to the movie, are we? Because, yeah, but why don't we get out of here and, and, and go to the movies? See, that's the grace of God. And that's what this is about. This is about us in our lostness, where we stray from. And find ourselves in places where we feel overwhelmed by circumstances, where we find ourselves in places where we're fearful. And that's exactly the place where God finds us. 
and comes to us in our lostness and says, I love you. Yeah, let's go see that movie. Yeah, let's go do this. And perhaps our first response is, but I haven't been good. I haven't done what you asked me to do. And God says, let's go have fun anyway. Because you're forgiven before you even ask. God's love is given to you before you even know to ask for it. Because that is how outrageous God's love is. It's not conditional. It just is. It just is. There were these two rabbis. This is for Warren. <laughs> there were these two rabbis that were heading south to a, a ministerial conference. They're heading to Bethlehem, which is in the southern kingdom. And they're from the northern kingdom, so they're not really used to the customs of the south. And, and they stopped at this diner in Bethlehem to order breakfast. And they ordered the standard breakfast, and you know this about the South, if you're from the South. Their breakfast came with the typical eggs, and some toast, and maybe some fruit. But then there was this other thing that was on the plate. And they kind of like poked at it, and it was kind of lumpy and kind of weird. <coughs> and, and one of them called over the waitress and said, um, um, excuse me, um, I didn't order this. And so I'm not paying for it. She goes, okay. Well, by the way, what is it? Because I didn't order this. And I'm not paying for it. And she goes, honey, <laughs> This is Southern Kingdom. <laughs> Honey, them's grits. <laughs> them's grits. Well, I didn't order them. He goes, oh, no, honey, you don't order them. They just come. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in a Southern diner for breakfast. You know what? Uh, you don't order the grits, right? They just show up. <laughs> like God's love. Like God's rejoicing when you are found by God, when God finds you and brings you back. God's grace, amazingly, it's like grits. It's free. That's why it's grace. And the thing is, if you made grits right, I don't mean that instant stuff. <laughs> right? You're making grits? Don't take the whole container. Right? A bag of grits? You got a bathtub full of grits, right? Right? Because that's like God's love. Okay? Just a little bit of it. Pretty darn extravagant in what it produces. And this, I think, is what Jesus is trying to say to those who would listen. It's not about being worthy of God's love. It's not about doing all the do's before you're acceptable. It's about God having a heart of compassion, a heart full of grace, a heart full of love for all of us, for all of us. And when we are lost, God coming and finding us and rejoicing that we've been found, it makes God extremely happy to bring us back. 
and the angels in heaven rejoice. Now, I think the tax collectors and sinners, when they heard that, they're going, oh, yeah! Right? God loves us! And now that we've drawn close, God is rejoicing the angels and rejoicing. Let's have a big party! And I wonder about the Pharisees and the scribes. Did they miss their party? Is that the problem here? That when the angels rejoice, they weren't aware of it? And they think somebody's getting something that they didn't perceive themselves? Is that why they grumble? Because they missed the celebration of their own salvation? Maybe you missed yours. Maybe you missed yours. Maybe you think about, like, you know, when you were baptized and you were really small. And there's probably something that happened there, but, you know, what did you get out of it? Well, yeah, you got a lot out of it, but I mean, like, the party, the party aspect of that. What did you get? Was there a big party in your honor? A lot of people gather and go, yay, my son's been saved. The little coin that he is has been redeemed. Call all the friends over and have a big party. Maybe you didn't experience that. Maybe when you found yourself recently found, redeemed from a place of lostness and brought back into God's love, maybe you missed the party then. Maybe you need to celebrate. Because God is celebrating. Your foundness. There's a party in heaven in your honor. The angels are dancing in your honor. So maybe this coming week, maybe this sounds strange, but maybe you want to do it. For that party that was thrown in your honor, for your salvation, your being brought back from the lost, for, for that party that, that is happening, that did happen, that perhaps you missed out on, maybe you need to have a party. Maybe you give yourself permission this week to do something good for yourself in Thanksgiving. Your own celebration of God's love for you. Could be a great week. If you do that, let me know. Amen. Amen. Amen.